2: and you're you're kind of the man of the house, even if you're 12 years old, and you see someone else next door making money in a certain way. I can get why they go out then and make fast cash that way because they're not going to make it any other way.
3: to the Manzilla Podcast. We are on location today. It's myself, Gavin and Jack. Hello, hello. And no Lou sadly today. She's away.
1: She's jet-setting, mate. She's always jet-setting.
3: Yes. Was she LA? New LA York? I think it is LA this
1: time Okay She was in Miami last time I know So yeah, yeah we're missing her today Unfortunately We, we, but, miss, uh, Lou.
3: we miss you Lou <laughs> Thinking of you Lou uh, Channeling your thoughts today We have got an amazing guest On today's show And she has kindly invited us Around to her place She, she even <laughs> made brunch She's got
1: pastries yes. And fruit And yeah. orange juice uh, this is like We should come in more often
3: I tell you what I know I know I'm glad to have her on And you are as oh, well Jack It's Livy Adar Wee Libby Thank you very much for coming on Olivia, uh, you are a documentary documentary maker yes um presenter and journalist more most importantly um we admire your work from uh, from online stuff from bbc3 i know you've done a lot of stuff with dispatches as well channel 4 and Mm -hmm. panorama but uh the one thing that i that caught our eyes recently jack wasn't it was um the, uh, the series Festival Drugs. Yes. Meet the Dealers. Meet, Meet the, the dealers. dealers. Do you know what, right? I watched this with my housemates, right? Yeah. And, and it was funny, because
1: I live with the house of three other lads, and uh, you know, we're all festival goers, and we all uh-huh. enjoy festivals, and obviously everyone knows that there's a part of festivals yeah. that's a little bit darker and a bit whatever, and then and the drug scene is, is it's quite. A, it's a problem, but it's also. It's also something that is, is highlighted, but not really talked about. And it's kind of taboo. people just
2: accept as part of it. Almost. Absolutely, yeah. And
1: in a way, I think a lot of festivals depends on the ones you go to, but a lot of them are, are stricter than others, which is what you highlight yeah. a lot in, in, mm-hmm. in the series. Yeah. But um, you know, it, it's almost that they can control. The drinking side of things, but the drugs are getting harder and harder to control because people yeah. have so many ways of getting them in, and there's new ones coming out. And
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, like when, and the strength is changing as well. Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean,
1: the one of the I think it was the first episode mm-hmm. of the series where you you were speaking to um, isn't it? Jacket was his name. Yeah, yeah.
2: jacket.
1: He, uh, he, you know, he was mixing it with all these different things oh, no. and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yeah. How did you find that? I, I mean, that must have been quite a shock for you to walk into something. He, he,
2: he was a dealer, and I interviewed him as a dealer because he deals party drugs basically Um, and it was halfway through the interview he said actually I'm going to cook a batch tonight and I said oh Mm -hmm. let us film you doing that Like, and he said no 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 no." and eventually managed to persuade him and then uh, it was the most extraordinary thing because he just starts cooking it was like watching a cooking show yeah. With, the, with the balaclava, you know, right. and um, he, uh, without a live
1: he, audience, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it's the darkest. Like, because he, I mean, he's like, Oh, I need some oil, I need this, I need that, and he's got the pain burning in himself. And like, nah, he's really? like, literally getting you know, a bit of MDMA, and then he's putting bicarbonate sober door with it, mm. and like, it, it was just insane. But then when he, I've never had someone say, Look, um, I said, well, What's that? and he said, It's rat poison. Oh, my words! Yeah. And I said, why would you put rat poison in it? And he explains his reason why. Um, but he uses it as a cutting agent. Um, but I've never had someone just blatantly stand there and put rat poison and just own oh, it like geez. that. And, and when
1: you showed that on this, it, I mean, I was... My mouth opened. I was like, wow, okay, this is real. Because, <laughs> I mean, you hear yeah. stories about, you yeah, know... Yeah, mm. a lot of
2: people said, oh, it's an urban myth that people, dealers do that. But inevitably, with all urban myths, someone's going to think, oh, I'll try it. Oh, I'll do it. Or you know and I mean he said it Mimics the effects of ecstasy. That's why he did it. Really, but regardless of whether it does or not, what he then went on to do is sell it to festival growers that we yeah. saw him right selling right. it the very next day. Um, which I, I have to say,
3: we, we are we're saying this in a sort of very juxtapositioning sort of way with Australian Love Island on the TV. Yes, right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, rat, rat poison and yes, then uh, exactly. yeah, sangria. Yeah, there yeah, we yeah. go. What does welcome to
1: exactly. the Where it is. Yeah. But uh, how, yeah. how did how did that make you feel knowing that he you know you just filmed him in a, in a, in a yeah. room making up this, this mm. concoction of, essentially, yeah. poison. How yeah. did you feel about then him f- being Watching filmed? Him so yeah, how, how was yeah. that for you? So
2: there's something I get criticised quite a lot for, actually, in the same I did a programme about Moped gangs and filmed how they do things and um, knowing what they do. But for me, it's about um, exposing the weaknesses in the system. So the bigger picture so the, is the public interest. So if you've got one dealer who's doing this, which a lot of other dealers are doing too, I'd rather find out how they're doing, what they're doing it, and then by broadcasting them on television as opposed to arresting that one person Then who knows what the police will have time to deal with and what will happen, get a fine maybe, could potentially go to prison. But then there's all these other dealers still doing it and people are, you know, they don't know about it. His, yeah.
1: his uh, I suppose confidence he had to, to A agree to do it with you yeah. and, and also then B to show his methods if you like was, yeah. was quite quite big how did how did you get access to that in the first it's, place?
2: Um, with what I do so basically I've been working um, in the sort of field of crime I guess um, for documentaries for the last sort of 12 years yeah. probably um, and so you build up a network of contacts do you know what I mean um, and so you, there's always someone you start off you ask one person, go to the next person, next person, next person, and I mean, you go hundreds of meetings with people, yeah. and then you meet some amazing people who, they're... what they're doing is extraordinary or really dangerous, and you want to find out more mm. about it, but they will not go on camera.
0: Oh, and right. so
2: it's about finding the person who, for whatever reason, I mean, for some people it's, um, and I think for Jacket he. Felt he's good at what he does, Yeah. Right. and so whether he's selling drugs or paper clips, yeah. he, people like to talk about what they're good at, and yeah. you can then make that a strength in terms of alerting the wider population to yeah. someone putting rat poison in the dirty kitchen <laughs> Yeah. Um, into drugs that they then sell.
3: And it's like an ego thing, I guess, as well, isn't it? It's a it's a it's a, so, yeah. it's a thing they want to show that they are, you know, really good at good at, yeah. isn't it? You know, something that yeah. they feel that they can own, something, some sort of like...
2: Yeah, and it's something they're not normally allowed to talk about, yeah. except within certain realms, and, yeah. and then within those certain, within context of the other people who know what they're doing, it's not something that they're appreciated for, it's such, such a weird thing to, yeah. <laughs> to explain, but... Um, so to sit there and tell me about it, you know, I'm not threatening, I'm generally interested in trying to figure out why and how, and I think some of them, like some of the gang members I, I met in one of the later episodes... They off camera it was so annoying, I said, Please say this on camera and they wouldn't. And he said, Look, I'm doing this because I see the younger lot coming up and I wanna blow it up. I wanna like I wanna put it out there mm-hmm. so that they can't keep doing it this way. Really? So it's he was them. protecting
1: the next generation? well I
2: think he was protecting his market yeah. <laughs> personally. <laughs> yeah but he could have framed it as that of and course. and he would have come across it a lot better but he, he refused to say it on the television. Ooh.
1: We had a we had um, hacks on the other day who who was talking about the, the youth and and how yeah. kids are not just going out and playing football anymore. They're not playing you know Monopoly and and mm. uh, Guess Who. They're playing on video yeah. games and absorbed by technology yeah. and things. But also there's you know gun gun crime, knife crime, crime in general in London has gone through yeah. the roof in the last couple of years. Oh, it's, it's just yeah. disgusting. Yeah. You know. People used to think New York was bad for that. Now, yeah. London's taken over. And, mm. and it is, unfortunately, kids that are doing mm. it. And yeah. they're all under 40, 15, 16 years old, yeah. a lot of yeah, these yeah. kids. And it's, so, yeah. you, you know, you've got to look at that as, as, mm. as an issue. But then a lot of that is being peddled by crime, whether it mm. be... Yeah. Muggings, drugs, well, everything else. My
2: um, my opinion with with um, the uh, crime is it it all for me comes back to down to the war on drugs. So mm-hmm. they are all whether it's a mugging, mm-hmm. whether it's a mopeds, whether it's you know uh, selling drugs on the festival. They're all vying for that drug market, and so the postcode wars—they're all coming back to that drug market still. Right. And those drugs are going a lot further than those postcodes. The, the
1: the drug culture in London, in terms of how it's it's coming into the country yeah. th- in the first place—is it homegrown? Is it coming from overseas? What like what is what do you think is where is it all being blown up from? It, it,
2: depend, it depends what um, which drug you're looking at. Um, I, in a previous programme, did a programme about the boom of Xanax because that's like the teenager's drug of choice at the moment. Really? Which is like, Xanax? I think it's like five times the potency of, of Valium, which is great for a teenager. Really? Yeah. But am
1: I right in say Valium knocks you out? I thought it was a sleeping pill. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. No,
2: it downers are in. it, <laughs> it downers in. Are in. It downers it in. downers it up. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It used to be up, but now they want to get down. Wow. Valium, they, they
3: take it to sort of zen out and chill out. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's like um, there's a whole um, pop. Well, Culture in which hip hop gets blamed for actually, which mm. I don't think is that fair. In uh, from the states, in syrup and um, purple drank, and that's actually codeine and promethazine. Yes, wow. um, yeah, and so right. the, yeah. that I think boomed across all music numbers. Yeah. But sadly, for people like me who love my hip hop, that gets the blame. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> little yeah. Wayne, shut up! Yeah, about
3: Music is such an influence, isn't yeah. it, on on young men particularly? You know, they mm. they take a lot of what they do in sort of that kind of lifestyle from music hip-hop rap um and it's become you know almost like a lifestyle for them i guess isn't it and i think um,
2: especially if you look at the whole kind of boom and drill and that gets blown for an awful lot as well but it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy because to be the the i think the its origins came from people talking about how their lives were which i totally get that and it's an art form you need to put it out there but then you need to maintain that lifestyle to keep rapping like that. <laughs> mm. um, and so then you have, you know, your rival rapper who's in the same game as you, and then that's how it kind of explodes. Mm. Plus the kind of public humiliation of it because of social media. Of course, yeah, so yeah which is yeah. much
1: more prevalent now than mm. it was 10, 15 years ago. Jeez,
3: yeah.
1: Do you think a lot of these, these guys that you interview for your shows that are in crime doing it for you know the status amongst their friends and peers but also to to provide for whether it's their family or their friends or their their mum or whatever it might be and where do you think the the line gets drawn is like oh I'm just going to do this once to make a bit of money to I'm now doing this full time to keep myself afloat
2: I think I think there's a there's this Kind of tragedy in that I always say that you know kids can't be what they can't see. So if you see if you're struggling in a situation, and I'm not making an excuse for them, but if you are broke and your mom's broke and you're that you're kind of the man of the house, even if you're 12 years old, and you see someone else next door making money in a certain way, I can get why they go out then and make fast cash that way because they're not going to make it any other way. And so Mm -hmm. sadly, that becomes the aspiration and it's a short term, quick fix because it never lasts. I I always remember watching something once about um, the uh, crack epidemic in Oakland, California. And um, these lads said, look, we are the crack babies that are now grown up. And our mums, where they're trying to protect us because they're addicted to crack, they pushed us out onto the street. So go and play outside, go and play outside to protect them. Um, But then unfortunately what happens is you grow up speaking street. So it's like if you put an American baby in China, they're going to grow up speaking Chinese. So unfortunately that's what then you become. Right. Um, and for you know, for the mum's intention of doing well. But I think mm. there is they the a lot of the lads I interview they put a lot of pressure on themselves, whether because they've had kids very young, a lot of them are dads. Yeah. Um you know, dads of a few children, and then you've got a couple of mums you've got to support, wow. plus your own mum, and then you maybe your family you've got to look after them too.
3: That's incredible um, when you put it like that. You yeah. Know, yeah. Two two mums that, that yeah. you had children with your yeah. own family yeah. it's, it's a lot isn't it then what are yeah. your
2: sisters getting up to you've got to look yeah. after her as well yeah. and then I think, I think I don't know if the women in the family look to them to support them and I think there's this messed up kind of thing of like when you are sort of I mean kids grow up so fast now but like 10 or 11 even and suddenly you, you've got this mixture of like you're not a kid anymore mm. And you have the capabilities to do all sorts. And you think you're strong enough and you can go out there and do things. But actually, you're still a little boy. You're still a kid. And then you look at the knife crime statistics of last year, and the majority of those killed were between the ages of, like, 18 and 24. Um, but there were some much younger yeah. Yeah. It's,
1: it's a shame because you know I mean, we've all experienced it growing up you want to be as old as you can as young as you know as soon as you hit 12, 13 you're like oh I want to be I want to start doing this course, and start doing yeah, that you, know, yeah. you can't wait to drive I was like
2: 22 yeah 12. exactly. <laughs> so you start growing up super super quick no, I'm 19 yeah, yeah it's
1: such a shame because you now you know you, you can almost lose that and, and yeah. then you look back on it later on you're like oh I wish I could have just gone back and then the life set in being sets a kid and Absolutely, that's and that's
2: the tragedy is that no one's a kid anymore exactly
3: like, yeah
1: But do you think you know interviewing and working and, and, and being around you know these these kinds of people, do you think any of them regret the decisions they're making or do you still think that they're, they're doing it for the right reasons?
2: I, f- I think the perhaps the beginnings were for the right reasons or just to make money and it's your way of existing kind of thing. Um, but I think that there is this kind of messed up thing that I really notice and I think it came across quite a lot in our, in the, the third film of the festivals of the gang um, that the youngers are the kids on the front line and they are kids and they are the ones taking the most risks they're mm. the ones who are told to carry the knives the most amount of drugs if they get arrested then they have to pay for those drugs oh really which, yeah. yeah which is like crazy it's like it's you like think that's just accepted yeah yeah and the wow. thing is if they get sent to prison that because of mobile phones in prison no one's safe Like they Jeez. will get you that money back off you or your family um, and I think the messed up thing for me is that I talk to the elders or the elders about the youngers and it's like well you've been through this so why are you giving them such a hard time and there's I think there's this weird thing with human nature I think you see it in the army a lot as well like mm. I've done it so you have to do it
3: right and actually, the right
2: passage. yeah, and also to earn that respect of the youngers, you need to be putting those laws down as well.
1: It's almost like quite an old school chauvinistic way of looking oh, at yeah. things, though, isn't it? Yeah, if you think about it, think it, so. it mm. you throw
2: your weight around and like people listen. Exactly, yeah. but if you look yeah. at
1: if you look at you know history repeating itself, almost mm. it, it, it necessarily doesn't work. If you look at your. Your, your your elder, and he's a successful entrepreneur, and whatever, yeah. uh, and you, you know you want to aspire to be like him. Yeah, that's 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 great. But if he's someone who does that through crime and through yeah. violence and everything else, then yeah, there's there's definitely a sort of a grey area there where you've yeah. got to you've got to look at it.
2: And I don't think it's anything new. I mean, look at Fagan. <laughs> the yeah, character yeah, takes, yeah, of you know, course. It's, yeah. it's exactly like that. You yeah, know, you know, and you use kids because they haven't got records. They're you know more willing to impress. They're cheap and easy, um, and sadly they'll do as they're told.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it sounds sounds like uh, sounds like the media industry uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheap and not us they're told yeah, no, uh, exactly. no, so just gotta to add in, like we are talking some heavy stuff here and it's watching like... people parade around in their bikinis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, I mean it's so, so straight It's enough.
1: Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: like
1: the one thing I wanted to sort of touch on was like risk and reward. You know, everyone in life goes through a lot of risk and reward situations whereby mm-hmm you You take a, a job that's paying less because you know in the long run it's going to be better for you or you move to another country because of someone you're with or whatever it might mm-hmm. be, and you know touching on the people that you've worked with and, yeah. and done documentaries on i'm sure there's a huge element of that risk and reward type stuff. Yeah. Do you feel that when you interview these people they are, are underst- they understand the risks that they're taking f- versus the reward they think they're getting or that they're potentially going to get
2: i th- i think actually you can then um, i, I I've done this with a couple of them Is like you you say Okay so what is the reward you want What is it And you know normally it's money And one of the lads I spoke to And he said look I think he he was like 23 And he said I've only got another year of this Then Um, I'm going to retire early And it's like dude no one in all the years (laughs) In all the countries I've covered games No one retires early and is okay it's dead or in prison. Is that right? And the thing is, they wow. know that because they're there firsthand and they see their friends. They see this going on. But for some reason, I think it's, it's tragic, really. Like, they think, no, I'm going to be the one. They think I'm they gonna... can get out, you mean?
3: They think yeah, they can yeah. get out and then yeah, they, they,
2: There's an end point. But the thing is, actually, when you work out the turnover and the money that they make by the time that they, they've paid off who they need to pay off, hmm. actually, it's like a vicious circle. Like You never actually make enough before you. then you've got to put it into wholesale again. <laughs> And it's this business you, you just can't make enough unless you're going to save it and it's impossible to save money in that game. Of like, course, yeah. No, it's quick money and, and it's cash quickly well, And it's cash money. Yeah. Actually, you can never buy a house with it. You can never like, even buy a car. That's why they always use rentals. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's fast money, so it's gone fast. And uh, there's always so many people that actually you think it's a lot of money but by the time you've paid everyone off, it's not. And sometimes you sit down with people and do the maths, and uh, there's this sort of embarrassing, awkward moment of like, yeah, it's not a lot, but I will get there. (laughs) (laughs) You will get there one day. Yeah, you keep keep going.
1: So going forward with, with, Mm. if you continue on this journey that you're taking, which I think is fantastic, by the way, it's a really, (laughs) you know, it's a really niche, uh, but also very in the times and now, you know, everyone's, everyone's, it's sort of something that people know about, but don't know enough about, if that makes sense. Do you think? Would you? Where would you like to take it from here? Would you like to start sort of a, a movement that helps these kids that commit can, can't get out of the circle of, of, of violence and crime get out of it and actually start something for themselves? Or? I think
2: for me, it's, it's it's even bigger than that. It's um, it's a very controversial kind of topic, but for me, it's about how we manage the war on drugs. Okay. And how effective that is, and on our streets, you mean? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think we need to look at our war on drugs and how it can be better managed. And how would you? Yeah. How would you do that? Oh man, and, like, <laughs> I get so much trouble for saying, but I, I would look at the legalization of drugs because really? you're taking that black market out of their hands. You're taking, like you've, you've given them gold dust. Okay. Um, and then with that, unfortunately, comes violence. With that right. comes the postcode wars. Then it's a shooting. Then it's this, and it's not going to stop while they have this market, and yes, you remove that, they will find another market. Yeah. But even robberies, it comes back down to drugs. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. control them. I think how much we could tax. Yeah. It's, uh, if you, the, the way I look at it is always like, if, if you overnight made Tesco's illegal, right, mm-hmm. and you said, right, no one could go to Tesco's anymore, it's completely illegal, Tesco's is going to keep operating, right, and uh, people are going to start going out there at night because they don't want to be seen going to Tesco's. Then Tesco's doesn't, don't need the use by gates, so yeah. you don't need the quality controls. Then Sainsbury's might set up next door. So Sainsbury's, and you've got no law, yeah. so Sainsbury's might arm itself against Tesco's, and Tesco's might rob Sainsbury's. Yeah. <laughs> and it's ongoing like that. And, Turf you know, wars, right? Yeah, 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 And the people yeah. are going to try and rob them. So it, it legalise it, and it's all kept, be transparent.
3: That would be really interesting, that wouldn't it? Because, I mean, maybe a slightly different kind of area here, um, but when you look at what America's doing, certain states, Colorado, California, yeah. etc., they're legalising cannabis yeah. for medicinal use. I know it's not oh. quite in the same type yeah. of drug or trade, but no. it's probably the, the early beginnings. Portugal, Portugal yeah, have
2: they? Yeah, okay. and, yeah and, and the thing is also, we have this the most horrendously overcrowded prison system. Yes, we do, um, absolutely. And reoffending offending rates. So if, you, if we looked at ways, and then if you think of violent crimes that are drug-related... If those prisons were empty, of those people, we could have. I, I did a program about paedophile hunters mm-hmm. and went to court. I saw that. Um, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And I, well. I went to court with a guy who was the. The judge said, "Look, I don't even you want to read your psychology report. You you wanted penance sex with thirteen year old, and he admitted it guilty. It's about right, two years suspended sentence. Two years. Two years suspended sentence. So he's, yeah. he's free to you know he's meant to be monitored, but they can't possibly." And monitor the amount of people that are on suspended sentences.
3: But it's because it's the, the system. They're overcrowded no. and yeah. But yeah, they'll put
1: someone away who's For robbed. a
2: drug charge that, yeah, and you know, it, it, I mean, yes, they should be dealt with accordingly. Mm-hmm. I get that. But if, I mean, look how many drugs are in prison as well. It's like, come yeah. on, man. You're fighting a losing battle. That's mm. insane. I did not know so that. So take that was... control back, and by legalizing that—that's what I think. I know it comes with I'm in a complication, so many complications. you have to figure out the complete plan. But of it's course. big. <laughs> well, I mean, in the <laughs> last, it's a start.
1: in the last, what is it? What five years? I suppose mm. with this whole, you know CBD and, and uh, mm. you know like cannabis being yeah. legalized in lots of countries, there has been benefits to a lot of. Yeah. You know, they—they're yeah. they're now looking at. It to curing diseases yeah. which is it's just fantastic you know we've got yeah. I've got a few friends who, whose parents or uncles mm. have got diseases in, with, with either their eyes or got cancer or, or yeah. exactly and they, yeah. and they, and they smoke um, yeah. CBD oil or they, mm-hmm. they, they get medicinal, medicinal yeah. cannabis to help them with that yeah. uh, you know we don't know what the effects are, or good effects yeah. I suppose are of the party drugs, mm-hmm. if you like, you know the MDMA, exactly. the cocaine, the, and the, the they'd be regulated,
2: so you wouldn't have kids taking one pill and then dying. Like no. you wouldn't have the twelve deaths at festivals we've had in the last Completely. two years, because people would know what's in them. They could be regulated and be of a certain quality. Um, yeah, like with alcohol, right? You know? well, with alcohol, exactly. Yeah, but even that, know, age- like, monitored. You know, it's,
1: I find the alcohol industry very interesting as well because I personally maybe just the way that I've been living my life in London but I feel like alcohol is almost going out of fashion yeah. a bit mm. like millennials yeah. don't touch know, it now I mean,
2: they're um, healthy man they, they're all
3: vegans absolutely you know it was, <laughs> I mean look at the <laughs> amount
1: of uh, I think it was um, C-Lip, who is. is the, have you heard of Seedlip? it's the non-alcoholic yeah. spirit it's basically the same as a gin, gin and tonic if yeah. you were to mix it they yeah. just sold to one of the biggest conglomerates in the drinks industry for yeah. something like 12 million yeah. like it's a non-alcoholic yeah. spirit. Like yeah, it, just, it blows minds.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's insane, no, it's, it's, mad, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, there's an argument changing.
1: to yeah. say that if you were to, to legalize, you know, some drugs, yeah. I suppose, then maybe take the glamour away as give well. it five, it's, ten, fifteen. years. Because yeah. I think that's it as well.
2: It's, it's like the you know, it's like oh, you know, like it's part of growing up kind of thing for a lot of people, and like they're gonna do it. So take the glamour away. It's, you know. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah.
3: In terms of your experience and your foresight, Vivian, yeah. where do you think? Um, the kind of the next I want to say drugs trade um, kind of phenomenon will be but where where do you think in your experience in your like knowledge know-how will be the sort of next boom factor in sort of like um under the table type of, of, kind of crime kind of crime yeah um, crime crime drugs anything you think that is bubbling away at the moment
2: I think the um the internet we were not ready for it yeah. I mean, it's amazing and it's brilliant in so many ways but no one was quite ready to police it yet yeah um, and I think it's like the majority of crime now happens online yeah. even like online dating is dangerous even <laughs> like yeah. and you know and the grooming and kids and just kids use of online and Money mules for instance, that's another one. Yeah. Um but also I think what's scary about the internet for me and my friends, kids will hate me, mm-hmm. is like that they can be getting groomed, not not just for, you know, sexual things, but for being a money mule, for instance. From their bedroom. You know, they yeah. they could be, you know. They can be set at the bus stop and they're having contact with people that, you know, would never be able to reach them otherwise. What is a money mule? sorry? A money mule is, so, so basically, um, uh, to launder money, a lot of gangs uh, reach out to youngsters on, say, social media, so like Instagram, and um, approach them and say, look, all you need to do if you've got this certain bank account, I'm just going to put two grand into it um and young uh and then basically you need to withdraw it or you've just got to transfer it to another bank account for me. So eventually you lose track of these traces of money. Um, oh, right. But wow. in some cases people then have withdraw the money and have to go and meet someone, you know, that isn't so nice. But also there are people getting done for money laundering yeah. who are oblivious to what they've been involved in. They've just had a few yeah. chats online and, you know, everyone likes a friend online, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't blame someone for that. Um, or they're attractive or they I've seen a lot of sites like on um, Instagram for example where you see the super good looking guy he's got the best car he's wearing mm. the coolest supreme like yeah um, and he's balling basically he's got cash in his hand it's <laughs> Especially like if you Jack want to make money like, yeah, yeah if you yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jacks, <laughs> jacks, <laughs> and then like <laughs> actually that reminds me to go
1: and put some more money in my Aston Martin there
2: so. you go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly, um, and you can, you can have this life if you've got a bank account. DM me; it's as simple as that. And yes, then you get paid for it too. And it's like, okay, you could only sell off like three hundred quid, and that quick, just for transferring some money. And yeah. they're oblivious to it, these right. kids, totally. I think so. They're trying to make a lot more awareness of it. Um, they're also nice attracted gets. by the quick
3: cash, aren't they? The quick, yeah. the quick get. Yeah, I think that seems to be a thing that exactly. kids. Exactly.
2: Yeah, and also it's that lifestyle. Mm. Like, I think we all, a lot of us, myself included, aspire to. Live a certain way, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah you know, yeah. and show that I'm living a certain way. Um, it's just you know the way I think. Sadly, we are now. <laughs> like, yeah. it's interesting
1: yeah. though. On, on on actually touching on that, I listened to a, another podcast recently by a lady called uh, Laurie Santos, and mm-hmm. she's a, she's a professor at Yale University, oh. and she's just launched. So she's been launching this um, uh, program and, and class that's available yeah. for free online, actually. And it's all the psychology of happiness. And they do a study on earnings, right? And they say that it's done in America, but on a, on average, the American um, you know people earn roughly about thirty thousand dollars a year, right? And if you measure their happiness, they're on a sort of scale of about sort of six, you know, six and a half to seven out of ten. Then uh, they, they they said, well, if if you were, if you interviewed the next band about say fifty thousand, their their happiness does go up, it goes up to okay. about seven and a half, eight. Yeah. But then it plateaus at seventy seventy thousand okay. dollars a year because if you go from seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars up to anything up to two fifty, yeah, there is no more happiness that's shown in the tests that they that they, right. they achieve, and it's because yeah. people think they need more, and people think they mm-hmm. need to live a better lifestyle, yeah. but actually, when you put it into perspective, you don't necessarily do you know once yeah. you've, you've got food on your table and you've got a roof over your head and you've got running water and all yeah. the sort of necessities of life yeah. and you're able to enjoy it mm. then that's really what you, you need I, I
2: think like people people do say oh money doesn't buy happiness but and um, but I, I think it certainly oils the wheels <laughs> like, yeah. it does I've been course. broke and it's miserable and oh, yeah. you do argue more you you know you're stressed out you're you know yeah. you're, you feel like you let people down or whatever but so when you are making when you're comfortable that is the Place to be, and And that that
1: comfortable is is, is sort of individual to everybody, Mm -hmm -hmm. of course. You know, and if you're used to comfort, let's say you're from a very affluent background and you're used to living on, I don't know. Five grand a month coming into your account, yeah. clearing. You're like, well, that's a comfortable living. But if yeah. you're mm. comfortable living on two grand a month, then yeah. it's, the, it's the same yeah. difference, you know. So yeah, it, it definitely yeah. in, in, independence mm. to what you know what works and, for you. And,
2: and there's that that, that saying, uh, you know, you know, you know, the price of everything and the value of nothing. Yeah. And I think sadly, a lot of like the whole kind of posting everything about your life on social media is about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, that oh, I'm really living good. my best life, and actually, did your, stood in a hotel lobby yeah. that you had not even booked into. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You just like the marble floor Do <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I know people do it. Like really? it's like that ain't your dog. Stunted. That's yeah. like yeah. Or some poor lady's what? chihuahua Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going well, yeah,
3: oh, to take your advice into action in a minute, Libby uh, I'm going to take a photo with Tobias oh, Toby. <laughs> yeah, and Tobias yes. is a beautiful French bulldog Yeah, he's my yeah. baby um, Yeah, I'm going to be stunning with Toby Yeah, you have to Me and, and Jackie are going to do it. selfies with him <laughs> <He's, he's> Brilliant <laughs> Yeah, I'm really sorry guys we, You know, as we say we want more of these little bits We, we want more time But sadly we don't have enough time Because... We'll be with Livy all day otherwise, and we can't do I that thought company. she had lunch on the go. Oh,
2: hey! You haven't eaten your pastry. Yeah, no, I'm going to have yes.
3: another one in a minute, I promise. We are, <laughs> we are. No, thank you so much for your time, Livy. Um, no, it's you. been really appreciated um, just to get an insight into what you do yeah. uh, and to, to learn how you kind of get into these really interesting subjects and what we can learn as, as you know, guys in this modern world now from it you know? Absolutely.
1: and you've got more series coming up I understand have you got something on the horizon maybe oh, not to talk yeah, yeah, about but... I'm not
2: allowed to say too much about it but it's it's more crime related cool. and it's uh, radio
1: amazing yeah. oh, All exciting yeah. we'll keep an eye out for that one
3: brilliant stuff and when can people find you online as well Livy?
2: <laughs> uh, just Livy Haydock <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go on Instagram Instagram yeah it's good stuff yeah good Gavin
3: where can people find you mate we can find me at Gavin our official and you are well you know what what, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm on the Manzilla online. Yes. That's me. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. I, d- I don't do social media, so yeah. that's my social media. Manzilla, yes. all the way. So that's yeah. Jack, good.
3: yeah, you can you can manage the account. Yes, like, for, for free for me. Yeah, thank you. Guys. <laughs> oh yeah, <thanks> for that. brilliant, <laughs> no, stuff, Jack. Thanks very much indeed, as always, and Um Happy Lou as well. Can't be here, but Lou, thank you for your channeling of your spirit. We love you, Lou. <laughs> There's a pastry. Yes, we've got pastry for I'm you. I'm eating yeah. yours for you. <laughs> uh, do give us a subscribe as well if you're listening on Apple or Spotify or wherever. It's always good to have a nice subscriber, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And a review's and nice nice review is always nice as well. Yeah, yeah, it's good to get a subscriber and a review. Thank you very much for doing that. Um, yes, this has been the Manzilla Podcast. Have a great day. upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on
0: your next order that's quince.com/ upgrade sick of being upsold at gyms?